teaching you about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is one of the most ununderstood by believers of Jesus Christ on earth. And because of this, it has given birth to ineffectiveness of God's people. And people who are empowered by God, who are supposed to turn the world around, are being bamboozed by the enemy, while they are still struggling to have their footing, how would they be able to deliver those who are perishing? In these lectures of the Holy Spirit, I began by teaching you on who is the Holy Spirit. And then we looked at the dichotomy of baptism of the Holy Spirit. What does it really mean? What is the difference between receiving the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit? We looked at the conditions to receiving the Holy Spirit. What are the things that you do to be able to receive? Then we look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because some people believe that fire baptism is different from Holy Ghost baptism. I hope you left a seat for Mama... um, um, Jason, yes, I think what we should do is that, can you move one seat, yes please, yes, you can move to that, please ma'am, mom, so that mama Jason will sit down with uh, papa, no no you sit where you are, mama Jason will sit with papa, um, she, um, not Papa Mike. That is part Shofekun for you. So that they sit together because they are one. And these ones are one. <laughs> the mama and the papa, the mamas and the papa are now one. And the papa and mama to come. Daddy and mommy coming, they are one. So, however, I spoke to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the key thing is that people, some people believe that baptism of the Holy Spirit is different from baptism of fire. And I helped you to understand it's not so. And then I spoke to you about the wind and the fire. And the evidence of baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is speaking in tongues. And we looked at various cases of people baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I ended last week telling you that every Christian should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And this week, today, you are looking at the purpose of the Holy Spirit. As much as I promised you, I was going to share with you in the convention about how are the mighty fallen. And our deliberation today was supposed to be the life of Solomon. I will ask that I will do that next week. So that I have ample time to help you know how the mighty are falling. When we look at how are the mighty falling in the Bible, we are going to be looking at Solomon as a characteristic, the main character. 
But then we will look into others like Eve. Why did Eve fall? I've done, I've done teaching on this in the first half of the year. Having been created in God's direct image, why should she fall? I will look also why did Samson fall? Why did uh, Sarah make a mistake of her life that became a thorn in the flesh of her descendant till today? We will look also at why did Jeroboam fall? And then we will reflect all that to why Samson fell. And when you look at how, why Samson fell, you will be very, very shocked. You will be extremely shocked. But having said that, today I will... Please, can I... Excuse me, please. I can see some... Slow understanding. Can you bring that man? He's the father of um, of um, Brian. Now I tell you, um, it's time to speak. So we're going to be looking at what what will amaze you in this teaching is this. This is the last days. Not only the last days, we are in the last hour. Really, not just the last hour. We are in the last second of the hour before rapture. And the Bible tells us that in the last days, they will be falling away. Many will desert the faith. They will follow doctrines taught by demons. First Timothy 4.1 And in the last days, Jesus said in Matthew 24, many will be deceived. Peter wrote further about it, saying that there will be false teachers among you as there were false prophets among us. And they will introduce destructive heresies. That is something that looks like the truth, but you need to look behind the veil to know that it's not the truth. Something that looks like God, but it's all based on emotion. And then he says many will fall away. Jesus said many will fall away. In other words, you will see ministers of the gospel do the most detestable things, like ministers falling into adultery and also justifying the act. And coming up with the doctrine of grace, which they are preaching now, which is ungodly, though grace is there, but the application these ministers are teaching the world now is not scripture. Because their interpretation of grace means you can, you don't, it doesn't matter what you do, grace will cover you. No, no, no. You will see in the life of Solomon that when Solomon disobeyed, grace left. I will show you that next week. You will see that God can love a man so much and he can punish him so hard. I will show you next week. Why was it that the first king of Israel, upon whom a new order began, died in the shrine of which of Endor? Why the Solomon, who God appeared to twice and spoke with him mouth to mouth, 
whose father instructed him and gave him the, the key to the heart of God, end up in the shrine, not only shrine, building shrines of Satan with his own money. A man who was nobody at 30. How did it happen that he became a man? I won't spoke with God face to face. You understand what I mean when you face to face, face, face? I've been in the presence of the Father four times in my life. I have seen the throne of heaven. The one unto who all man will report one day. Anytime I think about it, I fear to offend him. I would rather be slaughtered and be killed than for me to break the, 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 the uh, laws of God. So therefore, talk less. A man who God appeared to and spoke with, and God delivered his part of the bargain, made him the most intelligent, made him the most prosperous, made him the most influential. I think a man like that should even never be deceived, but unfortunately, he was the one who became the man who built shrine for Satan. How could a man like Aaron, who got opportunity, somebody else was called, his junior brother, and he entered into that call and he made his own, you know, success. How could he denounce his brother who came with the testimony of the living God? And while his brother went to seek God, he became a man who built who manufactured idol and gave idol to God's people. Many ministers are giving idols to the church of God today. I will together now. I will take you through that next week. But today, I want to just speak with you for another 20 minutes. I start teaching now on the Holy Spirit. I will give you scriptures from some of the scriptures you have read. So that you can have a clear understanding of the Holy Spirit and then you can have a line of action this morning. This weekend, everybody will be filled with the Spirit of God. I mean, there will be manifestation of one of the nine gifts at least in everyone who listens to my voice. Both you and those who listen across the globe. Now, this is it. What is the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Let's read it together. Shall we? Stop. This is cathedral. I'm just coming from New Cross. Huh? Read it cathedral way. Shall we together? Stop. You are not reading the word of the Lord. Who is the Bible written to? On what occasion? Read the scripture that God has sent to you now. Stop. What did you just say, but? Say it again. Say it one more time. When you read the word of God, is spirit. Jesus said the word I speak is spirit and life. What brings life out of the spirit is spoken word. God wrote a letter to you, not to anybody. He says here, but I will receive power. That is the beginning of ascending into power. Read it again with confidence. But I... I Yes? Uh Uh-huh. 
Yes. Now listen to me. This scripture, or in this scripture, Jesus revealed the Holy Spirit as the one that will manifest the power of God. We all know the story of man. God created human beings in his own image. And he breathed into them his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. And they became living souls. But when man sinned, the spirit departed. And left the spirit of man. The man before fall is revealed in chapter 2 of Genesis and chapter 1. In chapter 1 verse 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them rule. Yes, let them be in charge. Let them have the capacity of God. Let them domain the earth as we domain the heaven. And so in verse 27, it says, Then God made man in his own image. God intended in chapter, chapter 1 verse 26, and God fulfilled his intention in verse 27. <clears throat> now, verse 28 says, And God empowered them. He blessed them. The word blessed them means he enabled them. Anywhere you see God's enablement, it is the Holy Spirit behind it. It is the Spirit that produces power. That is enablement. So, God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over everything that God had created. Yes? But if you look at chapter 3, in chapter 2, God tested the ability of man. And man behaved like God. He named all animals without God's intervention. God said, what do you call this? He says, it's lion, that's it. He has all the knowledge necessary to govern the earth. Because the spirit is inside him. But listen to me. In chapter 3, man fell because of loss of the eyes. Did God really say, okay, I've taught you about this. Whenever a human being can reason with the world, you are gone. You are a Christian, you reason with the world, you finish. It's the same method Satan has used from Genesis, he's using till today. Christians do not, many Christians do not understand this, that the divine spirit lives in divine body, made divine by the blood of the Lamb, and to be kept by the mortal man in whose the divine spirit lives in. And that is the reason why, once you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation, you cannot behave like the world do anymore. You cannot operate like the world operate anymore. Your counselor should not be what they do in your country or what they do in your city. Your counselor should be, thy will be done in my home, in my life, as it is in heaven. Therefore, anyone that is in Christ Jesus has the ability to know what heaven is saying. In every occasion, so that what heaven is saying is what you do. Not what we do in our church. Somebody asked me before that, Apostle, in Christ's tabernacle, do you observe length and fast 40 days and 40 nights? I said I didn't see it in the Bible. Jesus never told those who followed him to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. He never told them that as I went to the wilderness for 40 days, you two go to wilderness. So if anybody is doing that, it's just his decision. Is it right or wrong? If it is right for those who are doing it, then it's right. But that doesn't mean godly. Because it's not a godly instruction. Someone go to the mountain to fast and pray, 
God never told us to go to the fountain and mountain and fast and pray. Jesus said to that woman of Samaria, He says, in the past, you go. He said, but now you don't. Those who worship the Lord will worship Him in spirit and in truth. For such the Father seeketh. God is not seeking people on mountain. He's seeking people who carry God daily in their home, in their activities, in their office, everywhere they go in their schools. Those are the people God is seeking. And so, we have been given religion rather than God. And we have interpreted God through our emotion rather than action and manifestation and encounter and experience of God. That ceases. I say it ceases now. Listen therefore. Man fell in chapter 3 because he listened to the counsel outside God. In this case, Satan was the one who counseled it. I didn't use the word Satan because I wanted to help you understand that any counsel out of God, whether pastor said it, whether bishop said it, whether apostle said it, it doesn't matter. If it's out of God, it's of the devil. It doesn't matter who said it. I would together now. So man fell. Now, so Holy Ghost departed. Now when Holy Ghost departed, he did not come back until Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus was the bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament. He was born in the time of the Old Testament. And he began the order of the New Testament. So Jesus said to them, after I told them, in John, I will not leave you without comfort. He says, and you will receive power where the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witness. Now let us examine the word power. Power. I wrote in your lecture, some refer to it as quantum or dynamism. Dynamism. It just means enablement. In physics, we know there are two dimensions of power manifest. There is the kinetic energy, which is, there is potential energy first, which is is a power that remains in a stationary object. But that object has power. Okay? He has the energy. But because it's stationary, nothing is happening. Let me help you know this. If somebody falls down here and now collapse, yes? There are some among you who will rise up. Everybody will rise up to go and help. But when you see some other people, when they come in, you, you back off because they are doctors or nurses. You know that they are doctors and nurses. They can look at the person's behavior and they know exactly what to do. You and I who are not doctors or nurses, we can only pray in tongues or speak and bind devil. It may not have to do with the devil anyway. Isn't it? So therefore, what made the difference is that you are not empowered in that discipline. They are empowered in that discipline. But when they were sitting, there is no need for it to be manifest. That is potential energy. A power you have, but you don't... It does not manifest as you are sitting. But when an occurrence happens, it becomes a kinetic energy, which is the energy that mobilizes and moves or changes motion. Let me say this to you. Every one of you born again, the Holy Spirit is inside you already. I expected an amen for that. I said, this is it. How many of you are born again? Raise your hand to me. Put your hands down. <clears throat> if you are not born again at all, don't be ashamed. Raise your hand up. I will give you privileges. Just a bridge. You cross it and that's it. Ah. Hey. <laughs> I want to believe that everybody is born again. Shall I remove my glasses? 
and put on prophetic glasses so that I can look. Now listen to me. Good news for you. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is what they call born again and nothing more than that. Are you with me now? That is what they call born again. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about you are radical or you are not radical. I'm not talking about you are speaking in tongues. You don't speak in tongues to be born again. You are born again because you, are, you, are, you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are not born again because you are perfect. Okay? You are born again because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. A criminal accepted Jesus on the tree, on the cross. Instantly he entered heaven. Okay? So it's not by works. Sometimes, some of us misunderstand. There are some born again who are still reckless. But they are born again. But the fact is that if you continue to be reckless and you die reckless, you will not enter heaven. That is the distinction. You lose the gift. Are we together now? So, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are born again. Now, this is it. The Bible tells me that God lives in you. True or false? God lives in everyone who have accepted Jesus Christ. Yes? First Corinthians 6 tells you that. So, the Holy Spirit of God is the one that lives in you, isn't it? Come on now. Once you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, Holy Ghost comes into your heart. And He stays there. But the difference between baptism of the Holy Spirit... If you look at that scripture again, it says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit come on you, upon you, on your head. Upon you. Holy Spirit come out of you and go right on the head. So, throughout your salvation time, since you are born again, you are a potential energy. The Spirit is there. You are not moving. Anywhere you go, the Spirit follows you. You know, I will give you some brief examples because today it's very good that um, I have witnesses here from Remo Kingdom. The Spirit of God is in every Christian and it's the Holy Spirit, not different spirit. But when the Holy Spirit come upon you, then you will manifest the power. It becomes kinetic. Because Jesus says, and you will be. If you were, to be means to move from where you were to something else. Are we in agreement with this? Okay, now let me help you know this. In the book of Acts chapter 2, therefore, when this was manifested, look at what it says in verse 1. It says, when the day of the Holy Ghost or the day of Pentecost came, or as fully come, in the other translation, they were all together in one place. Now the next verse says, shall we read together please? Suddenly, look at the sound first. And the sound came, like a wind. And before they know it, you fill the whole place. Yes? And then what happened the next event? Shall we read together? Now this is it. As you had the wind. And 
physically they can't see wind. But there was a mighty roaring wind in the whole house. And while they were looking, what is this? What is this? They saw one tongue, not many tongues. They saw Holy Spirit coming down from heaven again. The same spirit that left man in Garden of Eden came again in the bodily form. And when he came, he separated himself <clears throat> into 120 pieces. That's the scripture. Understand, I told you, how do you understand the Bible? You must know the language of your writing to be able to understand the writing. Are we together now? If you don't understand the language of your writing, you cannot understand what the writing is. And that is the fundamental recipe of error in the church of God. Because many people try to interpret the word of God, they don't understand the language of the word. If you miss it, every truth you build on error is erroneously untrue. Now, look at what it says here. They saw what seemed like to be tongues of fire, separated itself, and it rested upon them. Now let me say this to you. You saw the wind, and then now the tongue. And if you go back to your lecture last week, I spoke about the wind and the tongue. That why, to, why is it that today you don't see fire, like you saw here? And you don't see wind as you saw here. The reason is because when the Holy Spirit came, that's the form with which it came. And he's here till today. He does not need to come in that form anymore. Because he's already here. Jesus was born by Virgin Mary only once. He was not rebirthed as a, uh, from Virgin from any other Virgin. So, it is a wrong theology to say that a Christian needs to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and then another time you will be baptized with fire. It is totally wrong. It is uneducated. It is unscriptural. And it is unreal and practical. I have not been baptized after I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I've never asked for fire baptism, but God has raised the dead in my ministry. He has healed many. Some of you are sitting down here. We have seen blind walk, we have seen lame, lame walk, a blind see, and we have seen lame walk. We, are, we have seen God do, do so many things. And I did not have any baptism different from the one you had. There are some people in the church of God who wanted to introduce classism so that the members of the church will feel less superior in the spiritual to the spiritual person in the church. And that is the drive that, is, that, uh, that established a lot of errors in the church. Now, I'm talking to a plain field now. You and I, whether you're an apostle or prophet, is irrelevant. You and I, born again, born again, Holy Ghost is inside you. You and I, born again, born again, you can experience God, power, everybody. Why is it that many Christians do not experience it? Ignorance. And that will look into your lecture today very deeply. This scripture said, it rested on them. Now, look at the book of Acts chapter 2. Let's begin to read from verse 36, maybe. It says, therefore, let all this... Now, before this, what happened between chapter 1 and this is that, the Bible says, after they got baptized in the Holy Ghost, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You remember, power is enablement from God. For man to do what man do not know, 
because God is the one who knows it, for man to enter into the provision of God, you need power from God. And that power is the Holy Spirit. When it comes upon you, you will begin to do things that you cannot naturally do. You will do things in accordance with the one who empowers you. Do you get it now? Now, I want to show you something. Is this power limited to the apostles or prophets or teachers or evangelists or bishops or pope? Let us see it. So, Peter preached. And he said, towards the end of his preaching, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. The word Christ means Messiah. Lord and Messiah. Okay? Or Savior. The next verse says, Shall we read together? Please. That is in the heart of some of you today. That is in the heart of some people listening to me on television right now. Oh, I'm a Christian. I've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. What shall I do? Can I help you understand? This is the first thing that a Christian should possess to be able to receive the baptism. If you don't question yourself, what can I do? Which is the beginning of a desire to do something. God is not able to baptize you. Let me help you know something. Every success a man has began by a challenge in your spirit. Yes? Every success you got. Maybe you saw somebody successful and you say, why can't I too? We had that yesterday when um, they were talking about um, Mr. and Mrs. Ocheri. And uh, uh, Brother Jason said, when he met his wife, and his wife, he would tell his wife that tomorrow I want to do something. And his wife will pursue him. Have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? You can do it. Get it done. Isn't it? Now, let me help you understand. If the wife didn't tell him, push him like that, those things that he said he would do, what may happen to him is that he will not do it until the time will expire for it to be done. Okay? And after the time it's expired, you want to do it, you can't just get it at that season. Another season has to come. What I'm happy to uh, you to understand is this. Every success you have today began from a challenge. Whether it's man that God used to challenge you or you challenge yourself or a lecturer or somebody or pastor. It's a challenge that gives back to, you know, a desire to achieve. So, as a Christian, if you don't have challenge inside you, what shall I do to accept, to, to manifest this? What shall I do to enter into this? No wonder many Christians did not. If you look at the answer, this answer, no, 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 go back. They said to Peter, brother, what shall we do? You are about to enter into the answer from the scripture. If anybody will do this, that the Bible says, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. When I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was a battle. 
Because I was, I, was a, I was an intercessor for years, but I never spoke in tongues. I have a friend of mine. We grew together. He was a playboy. When we are praying, he would just be looking. He would be telling me that because of me, he went to an IVG. But his mother will wrap some uh, food for him. When we are praying, he's going to eat a little and he'll come back. I'll be saying that. Going, How is he going? I, <laughs> you. But when the evangelist came and said, for three days, if you want to baptize the Holy Spirit, of you should fast and pray. Within three days, you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I told you the reason for fasting. Fasting is not the condition to receive power. But what fasting does is that it humbles man so that you can develop the, the, the height of mind that can receive. That's what fasting does. And we'll talk more about that before the end of the month. I started a lecture on why fast with you. Okay, so... The first day, Jesus was standing there. Boom! He received the Holy Spirit baptism and he was speaking in tongues. I said, Lord, this can be. This is a playboy in church. I, I said, telling the Lord of my righteousness, you see. I said, how can you give? This boy doesn't pray when we are praying. So the second day, we came. Some of them people go back to the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, these are the people who don't do anything in church. On the third day, we started to pray. I was grown in my department of intercession. Every first, second, third of every month, we, we fast and pray without food and water. We break with water. We break our fast after the third day. And we will pray every three hours throughout including midnight. So I was raised by militant Christians, people who saw angels, who saw God and all stuff. And that's the reason why I can't settle for less too now. Yeah? But I wasn't speaking in tongues. Because I don't know about it. When people said, Thus saith the Lord, when I was growing in my church, all of us bowed our heads and said, God has come down into that place. And at the end of the day, when he finished talking, all of us go and queue. Pray for us. He's a member like us. We did not know that that spirit is inside us, waiting for us to recognize him. But that one who is speaking in tongues has already recognized. That's why he's manifesting. So we thought that it's some people who should be speaking, who should be prophesying, but the rest of us, nothing. So on the last day, I said, Lord, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this for you to go and do that with God. I prayed, I cried until I gave up. I now said to the Lord that if you don't baptize me here today, I said, Lord, why are you baptizing these people who are not serious? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we don't talk to God like a, a, a father, like a friend. I said, if I go out of this place today, I'm not going to come back to this church. If you are not going to baptize me with, fire, I'm going, yeah, with Holy Spirit, I'm not, I'm not going to baptize. So as I was questioning God, the Holy Spirit of God slapped my mouth. <laughs> and I began to pray, baptize me, baptize me, baptize me. <laughs> and my query changed to petition. And I was crying all my eyes out. And the power of God came from the sky. Hit me. Now, the way I was baptized with Holy Spirit, maybe it will be different from the way others will. Because I was baptized in that manner because of my calling. Okay? You will see them among you. 
But you see, why God did not baptize me the first, the second day is because I am very religious and committed, but I was ignorant. And the Holy Spirit wanted me to really have understanding about him before he will come. So for the three days, he was with me, my heart, until I totally exhausted myself for him. Okay. The power came upon me. I started speaking in tongues. Not one. I was speaking in tongues, like conversing with God. And in, an, in a vision, I saw like um, stars falling over. And they became like flakes of fire and they came right into my body. And my physical legs lifted up to the, from the ground. When my physical legs lifted up from the ground, I was about six inches off the ground. And I was moving left to the right. And the guy beside me opened his eyes. And when he saw that I was not standing on the floor, he ran out of the church with terrible uh, speed. When the time was over, he could not come near me. He was so much afraid of me. And the baptism I received was so powerful that when they called the people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit to come, I was still on the unction for days. Understand. But I say this to you today because I wanted you to understand that ignorance is the killer of believers. As it is that in in the field of success, ignorance is the greatest killer. I would together now. That scripture says, the next verse that he says, Peter replied, repent and what? Be baptized every one of you in the name of who? Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And what shall happen to you? What will 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 happen to you? Let's look at John 11, I think it's 11 to 15. No, 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 I think it's, um, um, I think it's, uh, let's look at um, Luke first, Luke 11. Because this is the point we're going to pray. Yes, what did you say in 11? Shall we read together, please? No, okay. Uh, let's read that together. Which of you fathers? Yes. Or? The next one? So how do you get the Holy Spirit? By asking God. You get the Holy Spirit by asking. But the condition is it is this. Repent 
and be baptized, isn't it? And you will receive what? The Holy Spirit. Now, let me help you understand this. Does it mean that somebody who had not done baptism by immersion cannot receive the Holy Spirit? First of all, let's look at this evidence. Repent and be baptized and you will receive the Holy Spirit. So if you baptize without repentance, you can receive nothing. Because the basis of it is repentance. Yes? The first condition to be fulfilled is repentance. Is that correct? Come on now. Now let me ask you this. How many of you have not been baptized by immersion? Lift your hands if you have not been baptized by immersion. Alright. Every one of you who are not baptized by immersion, you put your name down when we finish. You know, in some church order, they sprinkle water on your head. If they sprinkle water on your head, I want to tell you that it is not baptism. They have only probably admitted you into their fellowship. That is not baptism. Is it a sin to do that? No, it's not a sin. Anything a church decides to do to help people to be committed, as long as it's not ungodly, it is not a problem. But it is a problem when you call that baptism. Because it has no meaning. It has no legitimate meaning. Which means that it is void of jurisdiction. You cannot put water on people's head and call it baptism. Romans 6, very quickly, we come back to this one. Look at Romans 6 very quickly. Verse 1. What then shall we say? Shall we continue or shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We die to sin. We cannot live in it any longer. Now look at the answer. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ, we are baptized into his death. The next verse. We were therefore buried with him through baptism. That is, they bury you underwater. That is the meaning of baptism. You were buried under the water. So when they put you under the water, you have been buried with him in baptism, totally engulfed by water. And he says, you have been baptized into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may what? Live a new life. There is something about baptism by immersion. I believe and I understand and I, or I agree with the scripture. There is a power release through baptism. If there is no power, it's not just going to swim in the water or swim in the swimming pool. It is, it is, it is an identification mark with the burial and the resurrection of the living Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that you too, when you come out of the water, you receive a power to walk. Maybe some of you have been having addiction or you have been struggling over some issues in life. You could not. Baptism can sort you out. It did so last Saturday when these youngsters saw the beach and we were standing in the river to baptize them. The power of God hit them. They broke down the tears. These are ordinary kids that you speak to in church. They are looking at you. Who spoke to them there? When they came out of the water, I tell you, they, they, were, making, they were making covenants with God without anybody telling them. That is the Holy Spirit of God. Because that scripture says, when you are buried in water, you share in the burial with Christ. When you come out of the water, you receive power to walk a new life. So if they sprinkle water on your head, you have not been baptized. You have only been marked for uh, a religious order. 
If anybody, if, if, if I was not a minister, and you tell me that, you know, I said to you, I want to be a Christian, and you say, oh, we are going to baptize you, uh, you, I, you give me prayer, you pray, and you want to baptize me, if the way Jesus was baptized is different from the way I will be baptized, I can't understand, I can't believe that that is synonymous to being a Christian, because a Christian is somebody who follows Jesus Christ, also in the type of baptism of Christ. I would get now. Now, at the end of it, says that repent and be baptized, and then you will receive. Go back to my Acts, please. Repent and be baptized, and you will receive. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins is salvation, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, before we finish that very verse. Understand this, therefore, that all of you who have been born again, you should be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do we agree? Yes, I can't hear amen there. Yes, it is your right. It's not a privilege. God said it. If you can do this, it's for you. But you understand, Jesus said, in the Luke I read to you, 11, that, but you have to ask for it. But if you don't know that even it exists for you, how would you ask for it? Like I was for all the years, intercessor, chorister. I was a chorister from the age of six. Snang, let the worship. I wasn't baptized the Holy Spirit. Because I was never told that I could be. In those days, they never teach us those things. We only see people speaking in tongues and we think that God, they are so divine. Those people speaking in tongues are so divine. We cannot reach there. Thank God that somebody in my church speaking in tongues. Hey, that's what we, we, we taught. We didn't know that babies can be baptized in the Holy Ghost. But you understand this. Paul says repent and be baptized here. But if you look at the book of Acts chapter 10, why Paul was still speaking, Peter was still speaking in the house of Cornelius, Cornelius received the Holy Spirit. So, which tells you that, you know, baptism is not a pre-order for the Holy Spirit's baptism. Which means, therefore, that if we apply the, 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 the scenario of Cornelius, we understand that what Peter was saying is this. For a born again, you must be baptized in the water and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But he was not necessarily talking about the order, but the fundamental order is that you must repent of your sins. Correct? Yes? So, let me help you understand this, therefore. Why should Cornelius be baptized? It is because of what Jesus said. Cornelius listened to the word. And Peter spoke about the Holy Spirit baptism. And Cornelius believed by the faith of Cornelius. He triggered the outflow of the Spirit of God. Therefore, prayer of faith is the key to enter. Salvation is the condition to be eligible. But you must ask. You must have faith. You must not think that speaking in tongues is for some holy people. If it is for some holy people, you are as holy as the people. Nobody here is holier than another person. Our holiness is not by our works. 
It is by the blood shed by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Listen to me, therefore. But Peter didn't finish here. Go back to my Peter. Finally, Peter said, This promise is for you and your children. How many now? Two generations. So in a household of faith, every child should be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every child, you must lay hands on your children to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't leave them. Pray for them from their babies. Because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children. How would you feel if a child of four or five is speaking in tongues? Because he has accepted Jesus anyway. When anybody accepts Jesus Christ, the next thing you must tell them is that you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is the mistake that they did in our own Pentecostal upbringing. They never told us. They operated it, but they never taught us. And so we thought that the gift is for some people, and it's not for other people. So, when Cornelius accepted Jesus Christ, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost, what next? They baptized him. The same thing in the book of Acts. When uh, 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 um, uh, Philip spoke to the eunuch of Ethiopia, he said, "What, what prevents me from being baptized? Instantly he was baptized. Listen to me, therefore. The promise is for you and your children and those that God will come from afar. For all whom the Lord our God will what? Will what? Will what? Are you called? Are you called? Are you called? Are you called? Then the power is for you, that's all. If you are called, the power is for you. If you are called, the power is for you. I say that if you are called, the power is for you. Christianity is not just coming to church. Christianity is encounter of the life of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that you, from the day you are born again, you can see the changes of your life into what Jesus Christ was. That is Christianity. Anything less is a child's play. Stand up on your feet now. We are going to pray. But you know the prayer you pray today is very brief. Because this is my shortest sermon in cathedral. It's a good short sermon. You are not going to pray for power. Let me tell you what you pray for. Every one of us now will agree with me. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. (laughs) Is that not so? Everything you get from God is through your prayer. Correct? No wonder Satan attacks us only to paralyze our prayer habits. You come to a church where they pray every day. People gather in this cathedral every day, 7 p.m. to pray. One hour. Because Jesus said, can you not watch with me for an hour? Every CFT global is a doctrine. You gather in your church daily, and some people must raise their voices on behalf of all others. One hour every day. Every midweek, we do Bible study, chapter by chapter. Verse by verse, so that everybody in this house, if you come to CFT Church and you attend midweek services before one year, you know the Bible more than many pastors. You truly know the Bible. So nobody can tell you that yellow is black in this house. Even the children. I brought a child to you last month or the month before who was just about eight or nine and he gave an expose on the book of Isaiah. A little child. 
And on Friday is prayer meeting and of course night vigil too. We have prayer meeting and night vigil is your turn once in a, in a month. And if you want to come every month, you find people every week, you find people here on night vigil. Every Saturday we go to the streets for evangelism. Now, you belong to a church like that and all what I'm saying to you sound like story. Your friend will join this church who is very curious. Within one month, he's involved with everything. And he meets you and says, that, oh, I found a new church. Which church is it? Christ with Tabernacle. And he's telling you about how good and all, all these activities that they are doing that he's involved in. We go to evangelism every Saturday. We come to pray every day of the month, of the week. We go to prayer meeting and on, on Friday. We go to Bible study on, on Tuesday. And you say that, which is this church? And he says that it's Christ with Tabernacle. One Christ with Tabernacle in Woolwich. And he says, that is my church. Then he will ask you. I was there. Where were you? Is that not what he will ask you? There are people who are hungry for what you have here. I was just told, I was just, I received a call from Sweden, and I'm sure the brother is listening to me right now. I'm going there. I received a call, come and help us. I've been receiving calls from Nigeria. Come and help us in Macedonia. I'm going there. But you are here, and you have such godly templates. I taught you how to pray and observe hours of prayer. I use my life as testimony to you. Where is the devil who can stop Apostle Williams? Show me on earth. Show me on earth. Show me where that devil. Show me a cultic person who is so foolish and stupid and say that it's Apostle I'm attacking. He's not in the agenda of mortal men. I told you that I'm happy that those from Remo Kingdom are here. It was in the Remo Kingdom I preached one service. Eight kings stood up and gave their life to Jesus Christ. We destroyed the idols that they were serving. They started a Bible fellowship for kings only. Till today, those kings are waxing stronger. I'm visiting them by the grace of God before the end of the year. They are waxing stronger. We in the public place in in in, the, in, the, in their main city they call Shagamu. We, we they surrender amulets and arms of Satan. There is one deity they call Ayelala. With my hand I threw it on the floor. My members marched it on the ground and we burnt it. Nothing happened to anybody publicly. Those who came to my meeting with Shaki, their Shaki fell out of their shoulders when the power of God began to manifest. All the Asherah pole fell to the ground. Listen to me. Before you, I went to Ikene, when the people who are Agemo, these are occultic people, wicked occultic people. For seven years, they hindered the churches of God in Nigeria, in, 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 in Ikene. They will not let them play drums in September. If they play drums, they will go into the church and tear their drums. When they came to us in Shagamu, we went to Ikene. The rest is story. Listen to me. Some of you are witnesses of it. If anybody is listening to me and you are having issues, just go and Google Apostle Williams with the witchcraft bird and you will see what God did. When all their powers failed, not only I, members from you went with me, isn't it? When all their powers failed, they decided to send a bird to kill me. I commanded that life, life out of that bird from the air. And the bird came down by itself and died. If bird obey command and died, I'm not responsible by RSPCA. Yeah, yeah, someone said to me that, ah, if I respect you, I told the bird, die, and he died. Is, is it my own business? 
Hallelujah, somebody. You know why I'm saying this to you? These things don't happen because I just sleep from Monday to Friday and come to church on Sunday. Hey, he said, turn unto me and I will turn unto you. The Lord has taken me to heaven more than 14 times. It doesn't happen because somebody ate belly full and he decided to sleep to go to heaven and he's having dreams. Because the things I saw in those visions I told you date and time in the nations of the world, including the United Kingdom, they happen to time and letter. There is a God in heaven who is seeking relationship. God does not like you to cheat him. Every day you ask him for blessing, 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 blessing. He asks you to come and worship. You don't come. God is not happy with such conduct. Do you know what? That's what I want to deal with. There is a Satan somewhere that is trying to hinder people. He wants you to walk like Jackie. He wants to walk so, so hard and get nothing. That's what the devil wants. If you don't have record with God, it's only crumbs that fall from the table you get as blessing. Hey, hey, listen to me. We want to pray. I have shown you, whatever you are doing in this, if you are a member of this church, you are bound to be successful. Amen. You didn't hear what I said. I said, success is your name. Amen. But you must follow me as I follow Christ. You know, God had defied every principles of men in this church. After serving you for years, God told me to go back to school. I, went, I did my exam last week, you know. You were praying for me, weren't you? I received some prayer from you. And I can tell you that I'm a qualified arbitrator, international arbitrator now. I just said it last week. I just said it. You know, my mates were asking me last week that, you are an old man. What are you doing? And you're a bishop. What are you doing in arbitration? I said, I'm doing it for my members. I want to inspire all my members that anything you are doing, God is willing to, be, to make you successful. If you are willing to serve him. It is easier to serve God and enjoy success than not to serve God and labor only to a little manifestation. That order we change today. As for me and you, the Lord shall we serve. We are going to pray for strength. That's what you are praying for. Not power of the Holy Spirit. Leave that alone. Pray for strength to seek God. Pray, God, give me strength to obey you. I don't want to be a Christian who tells story when I used to pray. No. I want to be a Christian that prays throughout my life. Give me strength. Lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Ask God for strength. Ask God for mercy. To strengthen your mortal body. Sometimes our body is weak. But we can push through by the grace of the living God. Tell the Lord, empower my body to seek your face. Jesus, walk through my system. Jesus, walk through my body. Enable me to seek your face, O oh God. If there is anything I'm asking today, I want to seek your face. Let me be the visible Jesus on the planet Earth that mortal men will see. Tell God, transform me. I want to know you better. I want to understand you better. I want to seek you better. I want to serve you better. Help me, God. 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 Let my Christianity be transformed. Let it make a difference on the streets of United Kingdom. Tell the Lord, I want you. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me to seek your face. Help me to love you than anything. I want to love you more than I love everything. Pray and tell the Lord. Here am I, 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 Lord.
Tell the Lord, help me. If your spiritual father here has been taken to heaven, you can go too. Tell the Lord, I want heavenly encounters. I want heavenly encounter. Let me ha- help me to have relationship with you. When I went to those bushes, the forbidden forest of Ijebulan, people said it is forbidden. We broke into it. Nothing evil happened there. We chased out all the demons in those forests. We bought the forest and we are building Jesus City in the evil forest right now. Tell the Lord, Satan will not intimidate me anymore. Help me to walk in the power of the Most High. Help me to walk in the divine power of the Most High. Help me to seek your face, O oh God. Daniel sought God and God elevated him. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they sought God and God blessed them and elevated them. In the foreign land, they made a difference in the whole world. To seek your face and power me to seek your face. I don't want to give excuses about devil anymore. I want to be the fulfillment of the written word of God. Tell the Lord it is my time. It is my time to change United Kingdom or any nation that we are living in. It is our time. It is the time for the sons of God to be manifest. Tell the Lord, empower me, O oh God, to serve you. Empower me, O God, to seek you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Mambro de Bosipra Galedos Kamadabahai. Hey, sovereign Lord, I worship you. Yere se prundele moshipanda mohata. The Bible says you cannot prophesy one after the other. Tell the Lord, let the spirit of prophetic rest upon me. Open my eyes, I want to see. God appeared to Solomon twice. He can appear to you, it was at the age of 30. God spoke to Jeremiah at the age of 17. God spoke to Isaiah, uh, Uzziah at the age of 16. He spoke to uh, uh, Josiah at the age of 8. Tell the Lord, it's my time to hear your voice. It is my time to see visions. It is my time to experience the gift of the Spirit. The gift is for all of you. All of you and your, and your children. If the children of witches can have witchcraft in them, the children of God have the Spirit of God inside them. Father, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Tell the Lord, give me your strength, O God. Give me your strength, O God. Give me the strength of heaven, Father. In the book of First Corinthians, it says, "You can all prophesy one after the other." Verse chapter one, chapter fourteen, verse one says, "Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gift." Especially the gift of prophecy. And I went on further to say in that scripture, you can all prophesy one after the other. Every Christian can prophesy. I mean, we can tell what is yet to happen. What will happen in England in October? God has told us in January. 
you can know what will happen to your life next year as a Christian through the Spirit inside you. He's in you already.